Hi guys, welcome to episode 10 from Two on the Tackle. It's the grand final recap. The Chookies get the job done. Anyway, we call him Matty C. We just have a chat about, you know, obviously the big points in the game. Uh, hopefully you guys enjoy. Peace. Matty Chambers, mate, how are you? Good, mate, yourself? Yeah, brilliant, mate, brilliant, brilliant. Glad to have you on. Thanks for being on the show today. The grand final recap from Two in the Tackle. You know, you had a great debut, and now you found yourself in the grand final episode. How about that? <laughs> it's, a, it's a pleasure, mate. It's good to be on. Good to be on. Anyway, glad to have you on. No sour pusses today, no sour grapes. Hope no they're gone. Grapes, mate. mate, if anything... If anything, I've probably got a little bit of sour grapes. People say that I'd be first to blow up if uh, that call went against us. Well, I'm going to blow up about the Cooper Cronk call. So I'm blowing up. We won, but I'm still going to blow up. But we'll get we'll get on. We'll, we'll talk about that. We'll talk about Yeah, yeah. Well, I'll, you, you tell me what you thought of the game first. Disregard the controversies. What did you think yeah, of the game? Mate, it was, a, it was a good game. It was a cracker, actually. You know, a little bit, a little bit old school. Yeah, in what, in what sense? What's that, sorry? In what sense? Just a bit of a grind, you know what I mean? Yep. Um, I suppose just about to, it was one of those games you had to take your chances. Yeah. And, uh, you know, there weren't many out there. And the Chooks, heard someone say on a, on a show the other day, you know, all Campbell's got to do is just got to make sure they're switched on for the for the 80 defensively and they'll win the game. And, <laughs> you know, that, that one lapse. Well, they had a couple of little lapses, but that one after, you know, that dubious call, mm. just cost them, you know, just yeah. a, a, bit, a bit lazy, not yeah. getting back, a bit tired, and uh, that's all, that, that cost them the game, really. Yeah, uh, there, was, there was a dogfight, I, I probably predicted it was going to be a dogfight, but when I get those predictions, I, I sort of do that because I'm a pessimist. Yeah, uh, you did say that to me last week, though, and it, you know, when you think about it, it makes sense, you know, yeah. the Chooks are, you know, they're averaging conceding basically a try a game for the past five weeks or something, aren't they? Yeah, exactly. And, and Bamber aren't. Scoring too many of late, not like they were during the year. But it, it wasn't their, it wasn't necessarily their attacking prowess that that got them to the grand final. No, it was their defense, and it's a it's a big change from last year where they were scoring thirty points or twenty points, and they may not have even been scoring thirty or twenty points. But it felt like last year it was their defensive lapses that really cost them, not their offensive game. Yeah, no, definitely. Yeah. Because they still have plenty of strike. It took the best team in the comp to keep them to one try. For 80 minutes. Yeah, really. no, definitely. I think uh, a few other teams, you know, coming up, especially that, that period, basically from what, about 30th minute to about 10 minutes to go, it was pretty, I wouldn't say one way, but yeah. you know what I mean? The Roosters were just, they weren't hanging in, but it was just Canberra, they were just going with the minutes yeah. of the game, and they were, they were on top of that period, and they, you know. I thought it was a bit earlier than that. I thought it was a bit earlier than that. I thought it was maybe at the 20th yeah, yeah, mark. Been, right? yeah. But then, and then I actually felt the trend sort of swing back to the Roosters at the 20 mark again. So for 40 minutes there, Raiders yeah. looked a better team, definitely. Um, but after that BJ Lalua uh, round the back miracle flip pass that he was trying to, trying to execute, which, you know, that's what you get with him. He played great offensively. He did play great coming out, um, trying to spark with a few offloads. He did get their offload starting or their sort of um, off-the-cuff style of game play in that first half, around that 20-minute mark. But that once he, he sort of, Jordan Rapana drops the ball there, or not drops the ball, that's a forward pass, 
Denny Evans said to me, I think that's it. I think this the momentum's gonna swing back and, and I, I agree with him and we, we sort of swung it back our way. Yeah, they got that six again, but that was off a kick. Brett Morris was diffusing everything. That whole entire second half he diffused everything. And Tupo was just taking his charges um out of there. They it was an unfair call, you know. The commentators make it a big issue than it actually was, but Joe Tarpany goes straight to marker as if he knew it was last tackle. Yeah, but that's... Yeah. Are we, we going to bring that topic up now? We, we, we might as well. We might as well. <laughs> what did you think of that that incident? Because that's the one that everyone keeps talking about. What did you think of it? They got the call right um, in the end, but, you know, I think... I've never seen I've never seen a ref on field change his... He didn't change his mind. He got a call. I've never seen that happen. To be honest, not not with a call like that. Not, not with, with a six again. Not with a six again. I've seen refs change their minds with a call from the pocket referee, though. <coughs> sorry, excuse me. Just bringing on fire, mate. <coughs> um, yeah, sorry, say that again. I've never seen a ref change his call with a six again. But I've definitely yeah. seen the pocket referee change the other ref's decision. Many times, yeah. many times they've called penalty. Sorry, it was a knock on. Many times they've called knock on changes to a penalty. That actually happened in the game, and that's yeah. what I talked about. That wasn't the first time he's changed something in the game. Was it unfair? Yes. Was it against the rules? Maybe. Seen some some post about you can't change the rules, but I reckon ten of the Canberra Raider players probably knew it was last still. Just unfortunately, yeah, of the ones that didn't. Uh, it's one of those ones. It's yeah, you know, fair enough. I don't, I don't know. I haven't checked in the game, but I think there's got to be accountability. It's got to be. They've got to do something about it. Like even. Well, what would you do? Like, well, one more tackle. Thinking about it, and I was watching something last night, and they said, well, "What do you do?" And they said, "Well, you can't give them. You can't give them a set of six. Yeah. Again, you can't replay it. And then I sort of thought to myself, "Well, I, I definitely can't." But then I thought, "Okay, it's a different scenario, slightly, or a little bit." But last tackle, there was a penalty there. Forget the penalty, just different situation with the charge down when hitting the head goes back to the hits the trainer. They get a set of six again, but that's not fair either. You know but what that, I mean? Yeah, that's not fair. So but that's the rule. Of, that's always been the rule. I don't understand why people are so yeah, yeah, baffled like said, by that. Rule, and it's, but it's something they need to look at. They need to look at a way of of restarting play fairly. Yeah, but that, that they're, they're, they're two. They're completely two different. Um, like you have to have a different solution for that one and for the for the sixer game well, and yeah, for you the do, but when, a, when a referee's trainer, I'd say just give the trainer, saying, give the scrum. I think they need time to time to reset. Like, I like, think half the team, almost probably three quarters of the team, the camera team heard last tackle. Like, there probably one or two that didn't, and probably by the time that um, Wyden did, I think he had in his mind, well, he's seen, he's going to just risk it. Yeah. And, and see what happens. But I think if he if he wasn't attacking as much and he, he had he actually looked up and wasn't looking around him so much, you know, he might have put in that kick, try and get it in goal or something like that, get a repeat set. But yeah. he was the one that first acknowledged the six again, pretty much, and asked the question. And I think that just affected his mindset. And I think by the time he realised it was last again, he's like, well, I'm, he's not going to do anything about it, really. Yeah. I don't think he wanted to push a pass either. Because he was in two minds, 
Yeah. And he, he, he knew he saw the six again and he wasn't 100% that it was coming from the referees about the last. Yeah. That's the only thing. That's that's where it's yeah. a little bit unfair. It's, it's obviously True. his decision-making was impaired. Yeah. And there needs to be a race. Like, I sort of thought... Why about can't he just like give that. him one more tackle? I'd be... I'd, exactly I'd cop one tackle. From the centre of the field? No, just play on. Just one more tackle. Sorry, last one now. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, so last now. It's last there. now. Yeah. And, and then they get a chance of getting a repeat set. Defensive, defensive lines, you know, fully reset. And it's a fair outcome and it just shuts up everyone in the media and shuts up the supporters and it goes well. But I don't, reckon, cool. I don't reckon it shuts up the people in the media. I think, how, how can the ref just oh, make well, a decision that, yeah, now? That's the media. They just yeah, and, yeah, and that's, that's why it's beaten up for how it was. Like us still to go on and on and on and on about the 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 him changing the call. The ref on the footage on TV changes it straight back to last straight away. So okay, you don't look at the referee, but mate, do it. Look at the referee. They're screaming it at you. I'm just yeah. he didn't have it up there for long, just because. Yeah. The commentator didn't see it doesn't mean it's mean he's done an absolute howler. It just yeah. was an unfair situation. Like I said, it wasn't bad. Uh, but we'll, we'll move on from that, unfortunately. We'll go back to that one at the beginning of the game, though, complaining about the trainer being on the field. Every trainer's on the field. Don't cry about yeah. the Roosters trainer getting caught by the ball. He wasn't waiting for the charge down. It hit him. Maybe they should get penalised, or maybe but, that but the scrum that, should that, go to the other, be, opposition team. But don't you think that should be like that's a similar situation where there should be like, especially if it's well, the last. I think I the, if it's the first or the second, no. you go okay. You might go. We'll play. We'll play from that play again. We'll play the second or third. You don't get a full set of six. No, I, I reckon last, you do get a full get set of six. Again. But I don't. I don't reckon it goes to what we've always considered the attacking team. Because I just think that's ridiculous. Why does the? Well, I just reckon it should go. Well, who's... Tra- goes well, the other way. Yeah, goes the other way. But why should it be like that? I just think if the rooster's trying to get hit by the ball, well, you're the one getting punished. Scrub down, opposition ball. Well, exactly, yeah. It, it doesn't matter what half of the field you're in. And so yeah. if they just... If that was the rule, like that's not the rule, but if that was the rule, that actually makes a lot more sense than going, oh, because you guys are actually in their half, you actually, yeah. by technicality, you get it. Well, why did Canberra get punished for doing nothing wrong? In that instance, exactly. they actually yeah. did do something wrong, though. They attacked the legs of the kicker. So if Whitehead yeah. does pick up the ball, go down and score the try, Kiri goes, he got my legs, have a look at it. They bring a back penalty. And so really, everyone's saying, how did Rooster get so the ball? Really, uh, yeah. How did Rooster yeah. not get a penalty? Yeah. So you, you, you take the, what was the score at that point? Nilor. It was the third set. It was nil all then? We would have kicked two. Yeah. We would have taken the two, gone back, reset. Then we would have got up eight. It would have been 10-nil at halftime. 10-8, 10-6, whatever it was. Yeah. Anyway, it doesn't matter. It's all here saying, yeah. Um, I want to ask you a question, though. Who do you think deserved the Clive Churchill? Who do I think deserved it? Yeah. Jack Warden. Jack Warden. Righto. So, yeah. what, is, what does the Clive Churchill represent? To me? Yeah. The best... See, I had a discussion with Zach, but to me, it's the best player on the field. But, no, no, no. What, what, is it? what is What is it? What is it? It's not best player on the field. It's man of the match. Yeah, all man of the match, yeah. Man of the match. It's not best player on field. There is a difference between man of the match and the best player on the field. Because he probably was. He could have been the best player on the field. I'm not denying that he may have been the best player on the field. But he wasn't the man of the match. My opinion. But we don't say best player on the field. The Clive Churchill is the 
name of the award for the player who was man of the match in a grand final. So how does the loser, how was he the man of the match? Yeah. My favourite saying. One of my favourite sayings, one of my favourite sayings. It's like having an operation and the doctors come out to the family and say, the surgery was a success, but the patient died. What's the point of the surgery if he dies? It doesn't matter. The objective of the game is to win it. You can be the best player in the game, but sorry, you weren't the man of the match. The man of the match is the guy who... Made the game. Made the winning play. The winning play, Kiru. Jared Wilder, your hard grace. Jared Croker, if you ask me, I think Jared Croker played better than Jack Wilder. Yeah. No, he was good. He was good. Josh Papaliti. Everyone's saying that Jared, Jared Wilder, your hard graves, deserved man of the match. Josh Papaliti took it to him. Why wasn't he better than Jack Wilder? So, there's a lot of players that were probably, you know, there or thereabouts, Why, it was that close for so long. It just makes no sense that you give this award to a loser and then when you put it in perspective is what Zach's actually saying. The Roosters have been in three grand finals in seven years and they have one Clive Churchill medalist. Mammy have been in one grand final, lost them, and they have the same amount. How does that even make sense? The Roosters have four minor premiers, ships, They've got three premierships in the last seven years and they have one Clive Churchill medalist. Like, I can understand where he's coming from now and why it actually does need to go to the winning team because they need to be recognised this in the future. Oh, yeah, Jack White won it on a losing side. What? He lost. Yeah. In 50 years' time, when they look back and go, oh, he must have played all right. Well, he wasn't the best. There was four other guys on his own side that were probably just as good as him. You're probably right there. You're probably right. Anyway, can't take it away from him. Did Jack Wilder play hectic? Yes. Before they announced it, I thought maybe a Raider probably could get it, but really, for 40 minutes of the game, they were on top, and the other 40, the Roosters are on top. For that first 20, the Roosters were dominating. This way, if, if he didn't win by that try, let's say it was still, you know, it was a deadlock, and, yeah. and Kerry or Cronk kicked the field goal, then yeah. Wyden doesn't get it. doesn't get it, does it? Who gets it? Cronk? Cronk or Kerry. Yeah. Anyway. Probably not Kiri, actually. Maybe not Kiri. Kiri didn't no, have his... Probably Kronk. Kiri was a bit quiet, but he was, you know, but he was injured. offensively, he was quiet. And they say that they say that about Latrell Mitchell. They say he was quiet offensively. But mm. there's two sides to the game. And it wasn't the Roosters' attack that um, kept them in that game, really. They probably... Well, it wasn't their best performance offensively. But they managed to pounce on one of those... Um, and the thing is, they scored a length of the field try. With the, Jack Wilder turns the ball over inside our, the Roosters' own 10-metre line and they go the length. That's not the ref's fault. No, they went the length. Yeah. So yeah. the Roosters, they've got so many weapons, so many ways to win. Um, they did deserve to win and so did the Raiders and that's what makes a classical game, would you say? Yeah. Yeah. Now, um, Jake Friend gets named late. What did you think of that selection? Initially, I thought it was a bit risky. Yeah. Um, and I, I, I was a bit worried, to be honest, because Ferrell's has been really good, and he, he started the game well too. And he was his passing game in the dummy half is, is pretty good. Um, but then I thought, oh, you know, if there's going to be a, a moment, 
you know, a few moments in the game. Friend, you want Friendy on the field, don't you? Really? Yeah. And um, and yeah, he delivered. Really, he delivered. And who do you think allowed, like, when, when you're the coach and you're making that decision, do I take one of the rotation out? Well, who do you, who do you the, trust uh, then? Did you see Trent Robinson's interview about that? No. You haven't seen it? No, tell me more. Um, so I think it was, I think he, was, he made a decision last year too. So he, he went to Boyd Cordner for both decisions, I'm pretty sure. I know yep. definitely this year. So yep. he went to Boyd and said, do I play Jake or not? And Boyd says, you play Jake. Yeah, I and love he said, it. He said, I want Jake if I'm, you know, ending this grand final, if he's, I don't know if he said if he's 8%, but he said if he's if he's there, if he's right, he's on the field, he's playing. So, and he, that's what he said. He said, I always go to Boyd Gordner. Decision like that. Mate, and I every, take his opinion, and most of the time, he's, ne- he's never wrong. Mate, he, 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 he could have won man of the match, man. He is so solid. He does so much dirty work. And I, I, I asked this question to myself a few months ago. What makes Boy Cordner good? And ever since that point, I've been watching him intently. And that performance that he did on, on Sunday night is what makes him so good. He does so much dirty work. He's always there to take the hard yards. He's always there in defense. Actually, I suppose he let Jack Wyden through. But he's so courageous. He does so much good work. He's got such a high standard. It doesn't matter what game it is. It's He is at a 9.5 out of 10 of what he can deliver. So if he's 10 out of 10 game, he the worst he'll ever play is an 8.7. That's the absolute worst that you're ever going to get out of him. And most times you're going to get a 9, 9.5. And on the weekend, he gave a 10. He gave a 10 out of 10 performance. And do you think it was a coincidence that he was the one who got the quick play the ball and they spotted on probably their biggest liability in defense? They didn't spot him out, but that's who the one who was got caught out. It was Boyd Cordner's play the ball and it was on a guy who's their biggest, their laziest player. Yeah. And they got him. Yeah, right on, on that edge there. Yeah, 100%. Well, I don't know if they got it. It sort of got out to Boyd and he just gets tackled. But he still gets to play the ball. You know what I mean? He doesn't die on the play. The play isn't over just because he's tackled. Bang, quick play the ball. And then that was yeah. it. The rest is history. You know, everyone looks at the Jake, Luke Keery getting out of half, dummy half, Latrell Mitchell with the flick pass, Teddy down up through the middle, supporting through the middle. But none of that happens without Boyd Corner. And you put that on top of all the other tough carries that he's done throughout the game. That is why he's the captain of his state. And the captain of his country. Because he's never going to let you down. And then Trent Robinson asked him, apparently he asked him, does Jakey play on? Of course he fucking plays. So he does me for. What do you mean he asked him, mate? Of course he's playing. I thought he was already in the side. Nah. I'm joking. Um, but now, another thing. Joshy Hodson. What makes, to you, so I, I've, I've, I've watched him intently on Sunday. But what do you think makes Josh Hodgson good or effective, actually? Josh Hodgson effective. Uh, he's got a good, good, good ethic. Like you know, his work ethic. Oh yeah, good effort. He's, yep. uh, he's, you know, very the size of him. He's yep. not uh, not afraid to get in there, like most footballers, I guess. That. So. Yeah. But um, he's a smart footy player. He's he's intelligent. Yeah. You know, he's he's sort of got that bit of 
bit more attacking than Cameron Smith, but he's got a similar... He's similar probably got a bit more effect. speed than, than Cam Smith. Yeah, a bit more speed, let's, let's say. Yeah, he, he's got, he, you know, he's more of a... Takes those up running opportunities, I guess. But it's not it's not like he doesn't back in the day would have. He doesn't use that speed that Cook uses, where Cook will will cut you up through the middle. Yeah, he has that little bit of ball playing and might make the selective pass. Where I think Hodson uses his speed is he gets here, he'll get to the A, bang to the B, jump again to the C and then bang someone's through. Fine, yeah. You know what I mean? Whereas Cook doesn't really if he'll catch you and he'll just burn you through that black hole and he'll just get in there and you're not going to touch him. That's yeah. where... So the different speeds used differently. Um, I don't think Hodson has the same speed to just burn you through the black hole, but he has the speed against the bigger men to be able to bounce from so, yeah, each defender. Lazy, yeah, defender bang, bang, bang. And that's what he was doing. And we sort of managed to just contain him as much as they needed to really because he he didn't have that big big impact but you could see him especially in that second half where he was really really asking those questions yeah but that, yeah I've always wondered what made him actually good like you knew that the results of the game I even said when he comes back Cameron play better but I didn't know what he does and sitting from behind and actually watching what he does he, he goes bang bang he gets one not nah, bang and he just gets to them you know it's not easy to just go okay I'm going to get to this guy alright next guy and then all right, here's the hole. Bang, thank you. Victor Radley, speaking of holes, what about that ball? Victor Radley? Yeah, in that pass that he uh, managed to put Seawell through. Oh, yeah. You you didn't think he was that effective on the on Sunday? Uh, no, like, I, I don't know. I, might have, I wasn't watching him closely enough. You know, he didn't do that. He probably did those those little one-percenters quite well. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, nothing besides that ball, nothing like... It wasn't like... He didn't stand out like Jack White, do you know what I mean? Jack White yep. was doing a bit more. No, I can, I can, I didn't mean in the sense that he could run the game, but um, like Jake, Jake Trebojevic looks for the pass more than Victor Radley. Yeah. But Victor Radley probably has more ball skills than Jake Trebojevic. Yeah. You know what I mean? And yeah. and and that's where where like I like those big guys that can play, but I think sometimes Jake's get a little bit too carried away with himself at times. The the number one thing that he needs to do is bend that line back. That's the first thing. Once you've got that going back, then the things is now available. It's not on, but it's then available. But until you put put that back, put him through, and he punches through first. He makes sure he's punching him through. And then when it's on, he's got the hand. Seawell's got the footwork, and they were just in. Was that that was that was before the six again call? Because I yeah. thought that was where we were going to win the game from that the next two play the balls, but we didn't. But we got him. We got him, or they got him. I didn't get him. I didn't do anything. Anyway, so, was there anything well, else from the game that you wanted to chat about? The the sin bit. There you go. I'd love to yes. Out of the same bit. That's right. Okay, so uh, what did you think of it then? Well, I guess I don't know. I didn't think it was harsh, to be honest. Yep. Because, okay. If if he if he didn't get him that point two of a second early, yeah. Then fair play, but it's like pushing someone out of the way, essentially, because if you if you watch the replay, there was a defender coming across. But Josh Papali scores. There's no one there to stop him. Ooh. Cooper Cronk wouldn't have stopped him. Ooh. I can guarantee Cooper Cronk would not have stopped Josh Papali. Okay. And 
And the fact that he hit him that point two and a half second early, it's a professional foul. I just want to make, I made that number up. There's more reference no, to him well, being. I'm going, I'm going off that number. There's more reference. There's more <laughs> reference to him wearing 23 last year. But you know, point two. It was obviously less than half a second. Everyone agrees it was less than half a second. It was quick. Yeah, it was definitely quick. But it, it, it was it was that little bit early. And and yeah. so that that little bit early is valid. And well, there's yeah, no denying yeah. that because he gets him early. Well, I'm, I know I'm going to throw it back to Jake Drewich, but that tiny hand. He's put the hand on him. Might not have been any pressure, any intent. He was trying to get around him. He put the hand on. If everyone wants to go off that, that's yeah, but the they're two different situations. They're two different situations. But it's the same thing. It's no, it's wrong. not. No, it, no, it's, it's not. It's, it's not it's the, the rule. It's, it's, it's not the rule. And he's in the act of scoring, essentially. Why? Who says he's in the act of Cooper Cronk. You can't say because he's smaller, the rule's different. You can't say that. You what happens if... Okay, so Gordon Tallis is allowed to do it, but Cooper Cronk's not. That's, you can't say if, if Jake Trevojevic doesn't take him out, they're going to score. Well, no, no, no. I think they're two different plays. One is in broken play. Out. This is a whole defensive line in there. And well, no this, is, well, this is what everyone else says. They said that he would have barged over and scored then. Well, why didn't he? Because he dropped the ball. Well, there you go. So he actually fell right then and there. So maybe he was going to get tackled. So you can't say he was going to try. Because it wasn't a one-on-one tackle. It wasn't a one-on-one tackle. It could have been, but... But why could it have been? It wasn't a one-on-one. There was another guy right there. That's my opinion, honestly. Yeah, and, and that's understandable. That's understandable. He probably would have dropped the ball. But if he didn't drop the ball... It's not even about... the ball and he's not hit early. It's not about him dropping the ball. I reckon him getting hit early means that he doesn't that he drops the ball. But unless he's five metres tall, he got tackled there. He didn't break through, did he? He dropped the ball. So he dropped the ball. There's another guy there that's on the other side of him. Cooper comes in early because he's a little bit smaller. But you can't say that because he's small, that's, oh, well, he would have bowled over him, so that's a penalty try. Well, what happens if we had Tupo there or Joey Marty did it? Or Jared Radio Hargraves did it? He's early. Oh, okay, but he's a front row, so we can't. It's got to be a blanket rule for all of them. So they've gone, all right, well, and to be fair, they probably have been consistent about that across the whole season. But in reality, that probably isn't worthy of a sin bin of that, that point there. Because if he's actually trying to get him early, he would have just tackled him. He just would have gone up and just grabbed him. Because the timing... But yet, so you're, you're, you're saying that he intentionally didn't hit him early. Obviously. Well, I'm saying he's trying to time it and he just didn't time it. But he didn't intentionally try and stop him. And and the reason he didn't, like, because he just, I don't believe that he intentionally tried to hit him early. I think he was just trying to get him because he has to get he him. He needed to get him early. He had to get him early because he right? scored but, him. But last him week, early. the week before, James Tedesco gets out of dummy half. He gets tackled by the guy who is penalised for not being square at marker and he's the one holding him up. How come he didn't go to the bin? He got penalised for it. He held him up. He didn't get. He goes, "Oh, you're not square," and he holds him up. So if you make him disappear, Tedesco scores a try. No guy goes to the bin there. That's a try scoring opportunity. He held him up over the line. The ball, and this is the other thing: would they have called a penalty live? No. Why wouldn't they have called a penalty live? Because it was too close a call. So it's not deliberate. 
So to say, so essentially he gave away a penalty in a in a in an opportunity of scoring a try, but it wasn't on purpose. So that's where where I lie with why it wasn't worthy of a sin bin. It was he didn't intentionally do it. Like when we're up by six with two minutes to go, and they and then the roosters like go into the play the ball, grab the ball, kick it into the crowd. That's more worthy of a sin bin. But they can't kick a penalty goal. You know what I mean? I'm screaming out, going, give away a penalty, give away a penalty, give away a penalty. They still wouldn't give away a penalty, but that is more worthy of a, a deliberate penalty because it's a deliberate penalty in the act of scoring a try. I disagree that he deliberately did it. And there's been other cases where someone has deliberately done it, i.e. Jerome Hughes last week on James Tedesco. Nothing. Penalty. We had to go back 10. I think we kicked the penalty goal. So. Anyway. Anyway, thanks for chatting. <laughs> no worries, mate. Yeah, we've got a big summer of cricket on. NBL's just started. NBA's about to start. No, I didn't watch it. I didn't watch it. Who did? Who? Oh, who cares about him? He ain't from the Kings. He doesn't play for Sydney. What do you care about him for? They fucking lost. You like Jack Warden? Ordinary. Ordinary. Well, who won? Sydney won, mate. They got the biggie still. Here we go. That's all that matters. Anyway, thanks for chatting, mate. I'm going to have to let you go. Bit of pleasure. And up the chooks. Take it easy, cuz. We'll get you next year, mate, anyway. Maybe. Tommy Turbo could have been there this year. Anyway, that's us. Ladies, brother. Peace.